how to reduce burnout in the workplace and how to motivate burned out employees. Interview with Shana Nakal. Are you a leader struggling to keep your team members motivated and engaged at work when you yourself are feeling burnout? Would you like to learn some practical strategies for reducing burnout when demands are high? How can you motivate yourself and your burnout employees to bounce back and rediscover their passion for their work so everybody could work at their best. Then stay tuned because you are watching Happy and Healthy Mind program episode number 107. And this is also third year anniversary of the program. So thank you for listening. And today our guest is Shauna Knuckles. Thank you, Shauna, for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Thank you. So Shauna Knuckles is the founder of Advocation, a training company founded during the pandemic and consultancy focused on de-stressing creative agencies. She works with leaders, primarily women, to understand how to cultivate a work environment that fosters both good mental health practices and a high level of success for everyone involved. She was forced into his, this career when her own health was at stake from working long hours in a high stress environment. And now she's on a mission to change the way we work. And I am your host, Dr. Rosina Lakhani. I help compassionate high achievers achieve more, earn more, and make the impact they're meant to make without burnout and without losing their health or career. I'm an executive coach, a corporate speaker, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of both your brain and your body. Therefore, we share practical tips for mental fitness over here. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your healthcare professional. But if you find this content helpful, then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people could live their best life and perform at their best with hope, health, and happiness. Let's learn from our guests now. So Shauna, uh, tell us, how did this topic become important in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I found myself in a state of burnout in my career and got there through a myriad of events that that really added up and compounded. So I built my career during the Great Recession. And that was a time when there was a lot of scarcity in the workplace. People were stressed. And there, there was scarcity mentality, but also some actual scarcity. So the, for the first several years in my career, I worked three jobs to try and make ends meet. And then at a certain point, I was able to focus on just one job. And it was in my desired career field. I built my career rising through the ranks inside of a PR agency where I eventually landed as number two overseeing the company beneath the CEO. And I really, you know, in retrospect, I couldn't see this when I was in it, was in this state of perfectionism in which I found myself working consistently 14 to 16 hour days every day, trying to overperform and please clients and 
people who I was managing and my boss, and then everything that comes outside of work on top of that. And I got to a point where my body told me, you can't ignore this any longer. I pushed and pushed and worked and worked as hard as I could. And then, you know, my, my body kind of changed and, and woke me up in ways that I, I, I just had no option to, to continue on this path to, to summarize it. I, I found myself in a doctor's office and he point blank said, if you keep working like this, you're, you're going to be completely done in six months. So, yeah. so you were at that verge of kind of getting completely burned out. And completely so burned out. A wake up call. So many stories I keep on seeing over and over again that people do that, you know, in early career, you want to prove. And I think women do that more because they want to prove their worth and they prove, you know, prove that they can do it and they take yeah. on more and more. And then we are also kind of in that arena where we actually consider ourselves as servant leaders. So we are not mm -hmm. only just kind of serving our clients, you're serving your teams and you're serving your superiors and, and, and taking care of the families and self. I think the self kind of goes at the bottom of the priority list. So wonderful, wonderful. So before we jump into the tips that really helped you, tell us how life is different, once, how it got different. Because, you know, people who are perfectionists, they, they don't stop being perfectionists. And, yeah. and people who, like, you know, are servant leader at heart, they don't stop doing that. So how, how have you changed? Mm -hmm. and, and how's the life different once you applied some of the tips that you're going to teach us today? Yeah. So a, a big realization for me came year, years later after I applied the tips and started having honest conversations with other people and realizing one, we're not alone and that this is a two, this is a topic that is not discussed. And so I think that's changed in recent climate and culture. But for me, having the having the realization and the support from other people in my community, peers, mentors, and realizing it's okay to talk about these things and you're not alone and you're not the only one experiencing it has been a monumental shift in what is different today. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel differently? The, the big feeling is that I am resourced in a way where if I am going down the path of perfectionism, if I'm going down the path of starting to feel burnt out, I don't have to get to the point where my doctor is going to tell me, hey, you've got six months left to do this. I can turn it around much more quickly because we're never, you know, it's not a before and after of burnout. It is self-awareness and it is having the tools and resources to make different decisions. And so instead of getting two, three years into the path of burnout, now maybe I can turn it around in 30 days or a couple of weeks and back to the the mission of your podcast, it's really about preventing that long-term suffering. Wonderful, wonderful. And since you have been practicing this 
self-awareness to break the cycle of burnout before it completely burns you out <laughs> in in this in this process do you feel that your performance has kind of gone down because you are not working 14 16 hours every day do you feel like it has affected your ability to make the influence or impact that you are you would be able to make if you don't watch out these cycles you know that is the real beautiful thing about learning that self-awareness and healing burnout is that no it's the opposite and it goes entirely against what feels natural when you're in a state of burnout where when you're in it you feel i need to push harder i need to deliver i'm not meeting expectations and when you surrender to that and get a little softer with yourself and have grace you start to see that when you are better resourced when you are you know giving from a tank that is full instead of empty you can achieve a lot more in a day. You don't have to work 16 hours anymore because you can get done the same in six. And I found as a leader, how you are feeling and how you are giving and the place where you're leading from permeates for your team. So you're setting the tone and you're setting the energy for your company, for your team, for your family. And if if you aren't taking care of yourself and you're giving from a place of burnout, that permeates to the people around you. So true, so true. Yeah, like you know, anytime when I start working with the client who is in that burnout phase, that's what they're thinking. Okay, if I slow down, then I won't be able to get things done. You know, the medical student, the residents, the you know, healthcare professionals that I work with, they're kind of all in that thinking pattern that, if I take care of myself, that means I'm robbing others of the care they need. But like, you know, we keep on repeating, if you don't take care of yourself now, then you won't be there to be able to take care of others on a long-term basis. Yeah. So so fill your tank first so that you can fill other people's tank. Beautifully um, said by you. So yeah, and has that impacted your family life? Yes, in in positive ways and also hard ways. And I'll say positive ways is similar to everything that we, we just chatted about, that you're giving from a place where you feel whole and that that changes the dynamic of any relationship. But then the hard part of that is going back to that concept of self-awareness, you have to know the boundaries that you need to set. And it's not always easy to set boundaries particularly with people you love and people who are important to you. And also if you've not set boundaries before, so it can be really uncomfortable. And for me personally, I went through some very choppy conversations <laughs> and they weren't perfect by any means. And I, I have become a lot better at having those conversations, but it's a muscle you have to flex and you, you you might get it wrong. I did a few times in the beginning, but the end result is that relationships are a lot stronger when both people are whole. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so your work performance got better. Your family relationships got better. As you said, you don't have to go to the doctor now as much, so your health got better. 
So overall, it was a success to be able to step back and make these changes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we'd love to learn some of the tips that you can share with our audience so they can also find those successes in all aspects of their lives. Yeah, so I think for me, one of the most impactful things that I learned is recognizing where burnout actually comes from. And focusing for a minute on the workplace, both in my personal experience and then our, our work that we do at Advocation, burnout really comes from a few specific areas. And it lack of clarity is one of those really important areas that if you're if you're sitting down as an employee inside of a company or you are a leader and everyone is coming to the table and they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing that creates a lot of burnout that stems from insecurity anxiety a desire to want to do a good job but you're not sure what a good job looks like and so I think a few very practical tips is think about what you can do as an individual to get that clarity or share that clarity if you're in a position of leadership. So getting that clarity might look like asking. Truly, it could, have, could be a simple conversation of saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not sure what's expected of me. Can, can we have a conversation about it? Um, And if you're in a leadership position, I think it's very easy to, if you're in a state of chaos, to be focused on that chaos versus mitigating it for the people you're working with. And a real real simple way to address that right in the moment is honesty. You can say, and you can say to your team, you can say to the people you're working with, hey, I I know it's a chaotic time. So let's take some time together this morning, this afternoon, and let's really talk about where we're all feeling confused. And let's just try to come out of this conversation with a little bit of additional clarity. And that is one way where you can really turn that that lack of clarity around very quickly and reduce some of that anxiety that if it lasts for too long, really puts people down the road of feeling burnout. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, what I've seen is that many times, you know, things are so much in flux. Let's say COVID happened, like people didn't know what themselves, you know, what what is going to happen. So how do they clarify how how the employees or their team members can can uh, perform? And like, you know, and it was kind of a moving target in terms of, you know, when things are going to open up and how the company is going to survive this, uh, you know, whatever crisis coming. And that was kind of a huge crisis that all of us faced. But, you know, the smaller crisis comes all the time. And sometimes it's hard to be clear yourself as a leader. Yeah. How do you create clarity when, when things are not clear? How do you create it for your team? Yeah. So, there, there are a couple of best practices that we do inside of our company, we do with clients. But I, I, I also think going back to that specific point that we talked about earlier and that you can talk about it. 
it doesn't need to be a secret that things aren't on that are things are unclear right now and just hearing and recognizing or if it's yourself as an individual giving giving yourself permission that it's okay that things aren't clear right now can really move mountains to make you feel differently in your body when you're showing up to work every day and then some that's that's one area of it <clears throat> and then to actually start to get some of that clarity start really small so especially for leaders we're thinking about it's it's Q2, what is Q4 going to look like? What is, we're going to start thinking about our plans for 2024. But when we go so broad, it feels like we are unable to make any impact because you really can't impact things that are happening a year from now when you're in that kind of state of chaos or crisis. So think about what needs to happen today or if that feels even too big, you can think about what needs to happen in this hour. And then the next hour, what needs to happen in this hour? And as you slowly start making those micro movements in clarity, it will get easier and easier and you'll pull yourself out of feeling that that kind of chaos and crisis in the day to day. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I think that that would help a lot of people summarize, uh, summarizing what we were just talking about is become clear yourself and clarify for your employees, even when you're not clear about the whole picture, even if we take small bits of pieces, an hour at a time, a week at a time, a month at a time, gradually your clarity would increase and actually it would have bigger impact when you work on those micro situations rather than focusing on the macro. And, and working on the micro would actually clarify and make it easier exactly. to make macro decisions. Um, so that's wonderful. The second thing was kind of becoming aware of what you are feeling. So how do you become aware of how you are feeling or how your employees are feeling? Any tips on that? So this is something that I do personally, and it it's, it's a real mindset um, change more than anything else. And it's at, you know, either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, I do it at the end of the day for myself personally, is taking stock of how you are actually feeling. Because I think as women, especially, uh, we are kind of disconnecting from our bodies in the day-to-day -day because we're pushing through to meet a deadline or a family member needs something but we also need something. We're going to ignore our need to support the need of a family member. So that's happening all day long. And with me, like, you know, I'm seeing a patient <laughs> after patient. And I really need to go to the bathroom, but I'm delaying it until I'm done with this patient and next patient. And yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, cause trouble for myself. Or, exactly. Or water, you know, like, and you go one, one meeting after the other, one client after the other, and then you keep on delaying. Okay, I will, I will go afterwards. After, I'll go afterwards. And meanwhile, you know, the time to drink enough water has gone. So, so, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'll admit I find myself in those states very commonly every day, too. And the, the whole 
purpose of taking stock of how you're really feeling at the end of a workday for me is to recognize where you got it right and where you could maybe do it a little different tomorrow. The same thing. I'll say, man, I have such a headache today. And then, you know, why am I feeling this way at the end of the workday? And I'll realize I forgot to have one sip of water all day long, or I haven't had anything to eat since breakfast at 7 a.m. And so for me, that does two things. It, like I said, shares some, again, micro movements, micro changes you can make tomorrow where maybe you need to schedule a 30 minute lunch, water, bathroom break in the day so that you don't feel so depleted when you end your day. And then I also take stock so that I know what I need to do that evening to refill my tank. So if I I've got if I've got a headache, it's rest, water, gentle stretching, relaxation. If I'm feeling anxious, it might be hey, I really need the camaraderie of a friend. I've I I need to make a phone call and have some social time this evening, but really thinking about you know, people use that term self-care, blank blanket, trendy, but self-care for me at the end of a day like that is where do I really need care? Where do I need to take care of myself? And being aware of how that changes day to day. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing the evening taking the stock because I'm very good at the morning. So I do my morning journaling and I do my prioritizing. I used to make um, just to-do list yeah. and, you know, kind of check what are the, some of the things that I want to do today. And, and a few years back, I kind of came to realization that in my list, there was task of like, you know, I had to take care of the, this person and that person and work and stuff. And my self-care was somewhere, you know, maybe at the end. And most of the time it was not getting done. So I came up with the idea of why don't why I organize my to-do for the day. So I now do priorities of the day. So like I do my gratitude initially, and yeah. then I write priorities of the day. And then I make a circle self, family, work, and others. And then I kind of write down what I'm going to do for each of the section. And so by doing that, I'm, I find that I don't write water and walk for myself right. because I forget to drink water and I forget to walk and I'm sitting in front of the computer the whole day or talking with the patient sitting whole day and I don't get any exercise so so then I when I prioritize like today it happened I was like really tired and didn't feel like kind of getting out of bed early but then when I wrote my journal and I said walk and water and I said I'm not going to get the chance to walk the whole day if I don't do it right now yeah. And so then I went downstairs and, and did my walk at home 30 minutes exercise. And I feel good when I'm able to do that. But if I would not have been prioritizing myself, it would not have showed up because there's a lot of work that needed to be done today. So, yeah, so kind of prioritizing. And so you're doing it the evening. So again, um, let me ask the audience, what time do you actually take stock every day? And if you do, do you do it in the morning or in the evening? And what have you found the most helpful? Let's kind of share with each other what works for, for us. For me, it has been morning. For Shana, it has been evening. What about you? 
Or let's continue our discussion, Shauna. I, I know we're kind of coming towards the end of our time today, but can you kind of give us summary of the most important take-home message and a little information about the gift that you're going to be sharing with us today? Absolutely. So I, I think to summarize, one of the most important lessons I have learned throughout this journey, because it's a journey, it's not a before and after, like we talked about, is that we will all find ourselves going back down the path of burnout. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And once we've done it once, it becomes a lot easier. And it can feel very challenging to have hope and trust when you're feeling depleted, when you're feeling chaotic, when you're feeling just completely burned out. But we all have resources, we all have community, we all have support and strength within ourselves in order to get from hard to easier. And I think just remembering that, and even if you need to write it on a post-it note every day and stick it on your computer or stick it on your mirror, that burnout is not forever and that it is a feeling that will eventually change and go away is a very empowering thing to feel and a very empowering thing to remember when we're in a state that feels the very opposite. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so recognizing the burnout symptoms and telling yourself that this is not permanent and that you do have both inner and outer resources to help you bounce back from that burnout. And a lot of times people are feeling like loss of passion for their work yeah. and they're in the burnout phase and they're not having that joy. And so the more you stuck in that cycle, the harder it becomes the sooner you get, the faster you can bounce back. But no matter how bad it is, you can always bounce back and resume, regain that passion. And so one of the points that we said that we are going to share in the beginning, how to not only motivate yourself, but how do you motivate your team to also feel a bounce back from burnout and feel that passion? So I know you were, you were going to share some of those tips in your gifts. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have prepared a, a gift for your audience that shares the real, one of the most important foundational contributors to what creates a happy and healthy team and what can really contribute to burnout. And so we've put together and psychological safety you were talking about. Exactly. Yep. So psychological safety and creating that psychological safety inside of the workplace really is one of the most important determining factors on whether or not your employees are burnt out or not. And on the flip side of that, of how quickly you can get employees out of a place of burnout and back into a place of happiness and fulfillment and thriving in their jobs. And so in the PDF that we provided, we have taken you through kind of the, the why behind that and what that really looks like in a very practical way inside of an office, inside of a remote team, and then specific 
tips and what employees are really looking for to move them from a place of burnout into that that place of thriving in, inside of their career. So this concept of psychological safety, we dive deep into what does that look like inside of the workplace and how do you really create it as a leader? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. So if people want to reach you or learn more about your systems, how can they reach you? So we have our website, which is advocationsystem.com. There is a myriad of resources there. We have our blog where we talk about um, these, these topics and many more. And then if you want to connect with me personally, LinkedIn is probably the best place to do that. So you can find me via my name, Shauna Knuckles, and I am thrilled and happy to connect with anyone who is is willing and wanting to. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. And you already shared about your gift. So let me tell the audience, you can find the Essential for Healthy Team, where Shauna has shared some practical tips how to motivate the employees, even like, you know, the remote employees to find their passion and bounce out of burnout. And you can find this and all other resources on our website, happyandhealthymind.com. If you click that button, resources, you'll be able to access this and all the other resources shared by the guest of our program. And if you are in US and you would like us to send text link, you can text the word joyful, J-O-Y-F-U-L, to the number 38470. So text JOYFUL to number 38470, and we'd be happy to send you the links for our resources and future programs. And on that note, let me leave you with the question. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. What one small change you are going to make in your life to feel better, perform better, prevent burnout, and identify that, write it down, put it somewhere as a reminder. And as Shana said, take stock every day if you have been following that or not. So stay safe, happy and healthy. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Shana, for joining today. Thank you.